0: Welcome to Hashtag Parenting Who podcast, a podcast intended not just for parents or caregivers, but individuals seeking guidance around challenging behaviors or recurring and negative patterns in your life. Hashtag Parenting Who podcast aims to have you asking, who am I parenting here, my child or myself? This podcast has a vision of you, the adult, stumbling upon a new relationship with the child you once were. Parenting is no easy task, but it doesn't have to be a burden. We are happy you are here. practitioner, registered psychotherapist and trauma therapist. I want to break down barriers related to stigma and seeking help for mental health. If something in this podcast resonates with you, I urge you to reach out to a licensed or registered healthcare professional. Don't go at it alone and let's get started. Hello everyone, this is Julie and welcome to episode 10 of Hashtag Who podcast. Today I'll be speaking with a licensed professional counselor, spiritual teacher, and self mastery coach, Ebony Lawson from Georgia. She runs the Self Love Center and Ebony will speak about her personal experience, how she came about creating the name Self Love Center. I knew when I saw her on some forums for podcasting that that was someone I definitely wanted to connect with because I feel like the vision for my podcast is to help people recognize, realize, understand what that means, self-love or self-compassion and how to care for ourselves and how that can really change one's life. And you can be an individual living on your own, or you could be a parent or a caregiver, uh, curious and open about that for yourself. And so um, she speaks about how she created the name or came up with the name self-love center. How do I want people to show up in their world? And so in aligning with the name of her center, she recognized and realized that there is an aspect of her life and how she shows up in her life and wanted to meld the two together and thus came up with self-love center. So she'll speak a little bit about uh, an ebook that she does have and she'll speak a little bit about how people are tired of doing the same things in their lives and really are just seeking happiness and freedom in their lives. And so, uh, you know what, let's just get right to it and enjoy. Here we go. Here we are, hello. Hello there. How are you? Oh my gosh,
1: I'm doing really good today. How are you this morning? I'm good. And it's bright and
0: early for both of us, but we got up and we were both really excited to do this today. Absolutely. It feels wonderful and I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast with you. Thank you. And you can't see my face, but I'm smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited. That is awesome. Me too. I'm (laughs) smiling on the other end. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, and um, I thought we would start a little bit about you speaking about and introducing yourself to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my
1: name is Ebony Lawson, and I am a psychotherapist. And uh, spiritual teacher as well as a self mastery coach here in Georgia, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I tell people that I work with people pleasers, worry warts, and overthinkers, and I do that um, with uh, all the women that I work with in my practice, and we we do a lot of deep soul transformational work on the opposite end.
0: And so I'm super curious. What is it that brought you to this work? What is it that's got you working with this niche and this, if you could call it a niche? So
1: my entire life, I was exactly what I work with, right? It's an overthinker. I was a, a people pleaser. I was a worrier. I had a lot of phobias and panic attacks and anxieties growing up, as well as being in my 20s and having all of that happened. And so it affected my world in a very big way. It affected my relationships. It affected how I did my work. It affected everything. And I was completely miserable. And it wasn't until one day I decided it was time to get help, like legit help. <laughs> I had gone to therapist after okay. therapist and that wasn't something that was is, was working for me. I couldn't find anybody who could relate. And finally. I was able to find um, a coach and um, a spiritual teacher who was able to transform my world. And so a lot of the stuff that I uh, went through and and a lot of the stuff that I went through, he taught me and I was able to now say, okay, I can bring this to other people and share it with other beings Mm -hmm. in the world to help them find their own transformations. So that's kind of a little bit of how I got from, you know, where I was to how I help people today. So I basically turned my old wounds into my purpose work. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your purpose work. And obviously as a psychotherapist, I mean, when we can bring the humanness, the human side of doing the work that we do with our, with our clients in front of us, I think that it adds another element of normalizing you know, things like panic attacks, and mm-hmm. how, uh, you know, those pieces of you, those life experiences that I'm sure were very scary at times, yeah, aren't they? Absolutely, big time scary. And I, I agree with you. I think sometimes when I
1: disclose with my clients and share a little bit about my story, it normalizes their experience to say, okay, I'm not the only one. And this does mm-hmm. happen, and it has happened, and it's okay. And we're going to get through it.
0: Yeah, and so to be able to sit with someone and feel like they know or they understand or they're at least willing to listen and hear my story, and it um, it becomes something that for people it helps to settle them because there isn't a hierarchy. Don't you agree? Yeah. There isn't a hierarchy in that clinical space. Absolutely, it's not about right. It's not about us being up here mm-hmm. and the client coming in and them somehow being down here. It's about, you know, two people sitting in a room and having a real experience, yeah. isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's it's a big philosophy that I use with my clients. I always say, you're the expert in your world. Mm-hmm. You're the expert in your life. And together, we are just collaborating on life together. And that is how I treat my clients. I treat them like they're the own experts. And I just am there to provide tools and resources and guide them through something where, where they're stuck at. And I... Uh, I make sure that they fully know that and I empower them to be able to take those tools and, and be their own therapist put me out of a job right. you know
0: <laughs> I was just I was I was just gonna say that that's what I say it It sometimes catches people off yeah. guard but I always say yeah no my job is to work myself out of a job essentially that's my exactly, job exactly so. <laughs> exactly and it's a beautiful thing
1: because when everybody's sure. doing their work oh my goodness the power that changes oh yeah, yeah the
0: shifts yeah. that are made my goodness yeah mm-hmm. yeah so one of the uh things that very much attracted me to you and one of the reasons that i absolutely wanted to connect with you and do this podcast episode was um you run the self-love yeah. center and is that yeah is that a center that you've created and started on your yeah, own yeah it totally is and
1: the idea that I, that came to me and I'll, I'll share a little bit about how i got it started or and where it came from i as any brand new therapist is starting their practice, it's always like, well, what do I name my business? <laughs> and mm-hmm. for me, I had to think about my journey. I'm like, what journey? am I on and and how how do i want people to show up in their world and and i thought about it and i said oh you know self love has always been the journey i'm always out on healing myself and loving all the parts of me and accepting all the parts of me those are the things that i talk about the most and mm-hmm. especially with my clients and i said if i had to leave anything with the world i would want them to be left with the understanding that they can love themselves no matter what and whatever way that looks Mm -hmm. like in whatever shape and form that looks like so the name the self-love center just came to me and I said ah that's Mm -hmm. it (laughs) it's like eureka you know and I said oh okay this is the name of my business and um Then it was a situation of how do I get this started? What do I, what am I offering for people? What am I, what story am I painting? Because not only is it a center or a space, it's, it's really a story and it's a journey. And when you go into the space of being in the self-love center, what story are you now taking on? What story are you now creating Mm. for yourself? So I wanted it to be, again, going back to that, you're the expert space how do I empower mm-hmm. you with the same mission and message that I'm doing so that it feels like mm-hmm. you're a part of this too. We're growing this business mm-hmm. together. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. Nice. I love Thank that. You. Yeah. So yeah. it's a pretty powerful space for me. And so what it, it reminds me of my own journey when I, when I look at my business name and and the clients that are attracted to it, I'm like, okay, we're all
0: in this together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, the name, the self center.com or the self love center. It's, it's very simple, yeah. but yet so profound. It's so profound. Mm,
1: thank you. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it speaks volumes. It definitely speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when people um, come to me and they find me, they're like, oh, that's what I need. I need self love. Tell me how to get it. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> i like, okay, I'll show you how. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I know being a therapist as well, I started out in my early career uh, working with children and youth as my primary focus. And by default, I'm working with adults as well, because I'm working with families, yeah. but I didn't move into doing one-on-one adult work until I did my master's degree. And it was through that process and discovering some of the some of the stuff that people were carrying with them and had for many, many, many years that I realized that for for some individuals, the concept of self-love is not even something yeah. that they had, right? You you know exactly what I'm saying. Like they've never even heard of this. They can't wrap their heads mm-hmm. around it. And it's such a big and so that's why I say like it's such a, a simple name, but it's very big and profound in terms of doing Restorative work and healing work, Mm, isn't it?
1: Big time. Oh, I so agree with you in that. I do run into many people who are not even aware of what that term means. And how do you even get there? That's really the question. What does that even Mm. look like? You know, I hear all the like I've I've heard people say to me, I hear stuff about self-love and loving yourself, but I don't know what that means. And I'm like, "Ha, huh, that's that's where the missing link is." Like, I think I think it's mm-hmm. a big, broad concept, like you're talking about. And then there's so many different shades right up underneath that for that restoration. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think learning about what self love is and and how it looks <laughs> is really
0: where the transformation can begin. And you said uh, earlier, you said that people who contact you they'll say I need that in Mm -hmm. my life and it's not it's not really something that they get is it like they don't just go and get it (laughs) you don't just go and get it it's not something you you go to the supermarket and pick
1: up and then like bring it back home
0: (laughs) yeah right yeah and so I'm wondering no you don't just get it and so I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about what it's like for that person that really is struggling with that concept. And I I really want to put it out there too, Mm -hmm. that when I say struggling, there's no judgment here. There's nothing in anything that we're talking about that is meant to invoke any kind of shame about someone who maybe doesn't know what that Mm -hmm. is. That's perfectly normal and it's perfectly okay. And quite frankly, that's what we're here for, isn't it? Absolutely. We're here to teach. (laughs) We're definitely here to teach. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... When, when someone's coming into my space um, and we're doing the work together, there's there's the constant message that I tend to get from people is that there's a lot of anxiety and depression or they're tired of basically doing the same things over and over again. And when they're struggling in that space, they find it very hard to accept what's happening in front of them. They're finding it very hard to accept Things around them, so there's a lot of uh, resistance and there's a lot of control that that's being created, and it makes it really hard for them to soften or surrender, and mm. and that's one of the biggest things that I see people are struggling with, which is learning how to surrender to um, even bad things. You know, like I, I put that in quotation because mm-hmm. sometimes bad things are not always bad things; they're gifts that we need in order to grow. And so Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the struggle is really just this mental battle of what I feel I should be doing versus what is actually happening. And that creates that friction that I always love to talk about because friction is so absolutely necessary in order for you to grow. You cannot get from, I feel bad to, I want to feel good without friction and discomfort. Because that Mm -hmm. is part of how you get to that space of, I feel good. (laughs) And so when I hear people come into um, needing some support or they're desiring to receive some help, I start to address the stories that they're telling themselves. What stories are you telling yourself that's creating a lot of this discomfort for you? And how do we get you up out of the space of that story to surrender to the story? yeah mm-hmm. and so in that process there i tend to find people start finding out this like this good feeling that happens there they, they come back as things mm. start to change in their world they're like oh my god but what, what are you know there's my my relationships are getting better i'm not yelling mm. at my kids anymore um my kids or don't annoy me is what i hear <laughs> or yeah yeah they don't annoy me or my job is getting better i'm getting clarity i can communicate and, and there's all these different shifts that tend to happen, but it, it, it only happens after you go through the, the challenge of the transformation and the friction and the discomfort of the transformation. So it always starts yeah. with an inner story. And I believe that we're all telling ourselves a story, even when we're just like we're talking right now. There's a there's a story mm-hmm. going on in the back of our heads right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The inner, dialogue. inner dialogue. Yeah, the inner dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that inner
1: dialogue is what runs the show.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yes. And so what I hear you saying is like, we talked about uh, educators and providing information. And so it sounds like a big piece of that person who's coming to you saying, I need self love in my life, truly not knowing what it is, or, you know, maybe just discovering that's a thing as they're, as they're uh, working with you, but that in educating them around um, and maybe lessening the fear that comes with the uncomfortable, yeah. the friction. And so I imagine that you spend a lot of time, and it depends on where the person's at when they mm-hmm. come to you, but I imagine you spend a lot of time and space on helping to kind of ready them and stabilize yeah. them for, does that, that make makes sense?
1: complete sense. I do. That is the bulk of the whole first uh, okay. several parts of our journey, is education and normalizing and saying, here's where you are and this is why you're here and this is what's been created because of it and that's where I find people do the biggest they 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 have the biggest clarity because now they understand what's going on and now they're like oh my gosh I understand and I can move forward and I always say anxiety depression anger all of your feelings no matter what it is it needs a job and if that job is to make you feel bad, to make you feel scared, to make you feel worried, um, it's going to do its job pretty well. So your job is to put anxiety and depression out of a job, kind of like putting me out of a job. So And, right, giving, yeah. and giving anxiety and, and depression a whole different job so that your feelings can can come up and, and, and get you to the path where you start to feel that peace. You start to feel good. You can start to accept Mm -hmm. uh the the pain where you are
0: yeah and it's almost like what you were saying when people come they'll say you know i'm tired of doing the same things it's almost like depression and anxiety they have control Mm -hmm. so there's this uh turnabout with the information understanding that friction is necessary to grow that you're saying that they get the biggest clarity there and then by you know stating that depression and anxiety they need a job but now you have some control and you understand that yes it's going to be uncomfortable but but know this know if you put them out of a job then what you're saying is there's almost like this, the word awakening came to mind for me around those things like the kids are better behaved Mm -hmm. and you get more clarity and better communication and what a great measure for people in terms of their own success in terms of, right? Yeah. And so that, that concept then I believe would grow for them, that ability that look at me, I did this. Is that, is that sort of, that's exactly what happens
1: big time in a very big way. And you know, I I tend to look at things in themes. And so I try to help my clients to organize their brain in that way for our process together so that it makes it starts to make sense to them, they can start putting uh, the blocks together. And, and the reason I, I look at things as a theme is because sometimes I can see how that path needs to go before they can see it. And so I would right. never want to put them put them at the end when they're right at the beginning. And I want them to start seeing it for themselves. And so typically, mm-hmm. when they get past that point, they're like, Oh, okay, this is just the friction. This is just the friction. I'm going through it. You're telling me it's a healing, you know, crisis. It's, a, it's kind of like an emotional <laughs> detox. It's like working out. Okay, I hear you. And then they get yeah. past the hump yeah. and They're like, Oh, my gosh, I didn't even know that I had a victory because now your brain's yeah. Rewrote the story, and it's so normal to you now because you've done the work, and it doesn't—it yeah. doesn't hurt as bad as you thought it did.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, and yeah. That's the power, and that's the power. And when you, because I work in talking themes as well, maybe Ooh. that's like a therapist yeah. thing. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and I tell people that all the time, like you know, because really, and when you talk about the story. That, and like you said, there's that inner dialogue that's going mm-hmm. on that the story can be all consuming. And so for us, we're, we're hearing the themes. And those are the areas that we're helping them along that mm-hmm. path, uh, their journey. Mm-hmm. And also recognizing that a big part of what we're saying here is that people get lost in their stories, yeah. don't they? Yeah, in a big, big way. And mm-hmm. it's, sometimes that
1: story feels like an identity you know, especially when you're Mm -hmm. really lost in it. And sometimes I see people over-identify with that story that has nothing to do with them. And I always take people all the way back to childhood because I'm like, this is where you first learned that story. This is where that story first came from. And Mm -hmm. it it doesn't necessarily have to be your story. It might have been your parents' story and your grandparents' story Mm -hmm. and your aunt and uncle's story, but that doesn't have to be you. And Mm -hmm. when people, when we start doing that, I take them through a journey of discovering what those wounds are on the inside, those core wounds, I like to call them, because those Mm -hmm. core wounds, I believe, are running the show, creating that inner dialogue, building that story and making it hard to get up out of it.
0: Yeah, so more awareness and more more learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, a big part of that, we haven't spoken about it, but I, I imagine that a big part of it is the the tendency to self judge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Big time. Self judgment, self criticism, self loathing, self doubting, all of it is, is right there in that story, making it really difficult to see any value or worth within yourself. It's hard to sometime dismantle or disengage from that, from that self negative track that just plays on auto loop. It's like a bad song mm-hmm. that can't get out of your head.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, um, I read this somewhere and it was probably more in line with some, uh, some like cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. or CBT and, uh, it was very specific and it said in big, bold letters, thoughts are not fact. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Whoa, wow. You know, it's yeah. So these thoughts that we have, this self loathing, self doubt, the critical mm. self judgment, it becomes, like you said earlier, it can become our identity mm. or a big part of a person's identity. And then it devalues them. It evokes shame. Mm. It diminishes sense of self worth. And then, you know, that's when they're saying, well, I need this in my life, yeah. but in reality, everyone has the capacity to self-love, yes. don't they? Oh my gosh, they really, really do. No one
1: is is, is missing from that equation. Doesn't matter how yes. old you are, you mm-hmm. can get to that space where loving yourself is definitely part of your story. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Loving yourself is definitely part of mm-hmm. your story. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just haven't gotten there yet. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes, Yeah.
1: And sometimes we just don't know where to look. Yeah. And that's the, that's the beautiful piece about the awareness is learning where to look. Where do I start? What places, Mm -hmm. where is the first step, you know, to get to that, Mm -hmm. that journey? And, Mm -hmm. and that's where the work that I do with people is like, okay, here is step one. Step one is basically facing the part of you that you haven't fully accepted yet and that that becomes Mm -hmm. there's so many different layers right up underneath that and so many questions right up underneath that and it's different for every person but i always Mm -hmm. go back to the inner child like what part of you did you one of the biggest questions that i ask clients and i give this to anyone this is the very first step the very first step is discovering what you needed emotionally growing up that you didn't receive from your parents, because that's what's Mm -hmm. still being triggered in your present day Mm -hmm. right now. And when we Mm -hmm. can figure that out, and I always tell people, we, we have traumas. It doesn't matter what that looks like. Sometimes we have physical traumas, which most people tend to know what that is. And then we Mm -hmm. have the emotional traumas and emotional traumas are wrapped in our emotional needs and those needs look mm-hmm. like I need to feel heard, I need to feel seen, I need to be understood, accepted, connected, wanted, desired, those things. And when we can I look at our stories and try to figure out, well, yeah, I really wanted my parents to accept me growing up. That mm-hmm. plays a huge role in how a person is being triggered right now and why they're having all of these um, self-doubts or negative uh, self-talk or shame or or guilt or anything because there's a Mm. wound that still hasn't been healed yet. And it's mm-hmm. being triggered over and over again. And once I get people to realize that space, then the magic begins. <laughs> the magic right. can begin yeah. and now we can do the work. I always say people have yeah. between one to 3 That's been my experience with people. Okay. They have about okay. one to three primary core wounds. And those core wounds okay. are wrapped in that space of which one, which ones do you have? And I know for me, my core wounds are, I need to be seen. I need to feel heard and I need to be understood. And I think that's, 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 that's common for many, many people. And I don't think people can understand. Well, how do I get from there to mm-hmm. how does
0: this translate to my present world? <laughs> Cause it's like, why would that matter? <laughs> Yeah. 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 Right. And, you know, that's in amongst going grocery shopping, yeah. running kids to school, mm-hmm. doing a job. Yeah. So it, it's pretty complicated. Being an adult is very complicated. It really is. Adulting can be a little bit challenging
1: for most of us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where having a therapist or a coach or somebody to walk alongside you to help you mm-hmm. see the parts of you that you're not able to see is where the magic mm-hmm. can also happen because we're not always able yeah,
0: to do it. Ourselves. No, and and you know what? That is really the goal of my podcast is to raise an awareness in what it is that we all do and to hear our voices yeah. and hear how we're not those experts in your life. You're the expert in your life and we're really just here alongside you for a temporary time, whatever exactly. that is, whether it's, you know, 1 month or 3 years or more, it doesn't matter. And just because you're in therapy longer doesn't mean that you're more messed up than others. I hear that a lot, you know, that self-doubt comes out. But, um, I think that being able to normalize and just be in relationship and connection with another human being, but also, um, take the fear away from the complicated sort of complex messiness of all that, you know, like you were saying, uh, the stories and a big part of their identity, but then also right over to the other side of discovering what you needed emotionally growing up and didn't get. I mean, some people are fearful of, you know what, if I open that closet, I'm not going to be able to close that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I need to function. I need to do a job. I need to be present for my dying mom. I need, you know, and so they compartmentalize it. And then lo and behold, there are things that happen in their lives that eventually, and I work from a somatic perspective. So eventually the body starts to shut down and illness starts to Mm -hmm. set in. And so, you know, someone might be coming and seeking your services or mine in a very desperate situation. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. We can, we can walk that with them. But at the same time, as I was saying, my goal for this podcast is to help people realize it doesn't have to get that Mm. bad.
1: Oh, and Julie, I love that. Helping people realize it doesn't have to get that bad is absolutely the the whole key of life right there. It doesn't yeah, have to get yeah. that bad. And I am right there yeah. with you. I work very somatically. Mm-hmm. So you're coming to me with these illnesses. I'm like, let's talk to that illness. Because that illness yeah. is a story of something that mm-hmm. was not resolved. Mm-hmm. And let's really work to figure that out. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that happens.
0: It turns into stuff pains or issues inside the body yeah and then to be able to take that fear away or walk alongside them through that process of them being vulnerable for maybe the first time in their lives where they've got this person that that gets them Mm -hmm. and they're because it takes people time to get over the fact that we're complete strangers and yet they're like literally Mm -hmm. pouring out their hearts and souls. And so that we have to walk in that vulnerability with them. But at the same time, you and I know, and as we're talking about today, it doesn't have to get that bad. And we can share the message that there is magic. Yeah. I always say there is truly a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Oh my gosh, there and, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's, you know, and this growth and and this experience and you know, like I, in one of the sort of things that took me back when I started working with adults was that they would come to me with their story, but they would also come to me with this, well, it's too late for me Mm. attitude. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there and I was like, okay, that's really sad. And no, it's not too late for you because let's understand with curiosity rather than judgment what you know, what those experiences, what that story has been for you. Let's give space to that. But then let's also know, let's also look at and realize and help them to know that there is another place. Mm, That there is another place. Absolutely. And it is sad, I think, when
1: we hear those kinds of messages where it is where people do say it's too late for me, or I don't see how I'll ever get out of this. It's it's mm-hmm. just like no, there there is a possibility for you to get out of this. And I get where you are mm-hmm. right now, and it's okay to be where you are, and here is also another path that you can go down if you choose to. Because mm-hmm. there is a pot of gold on the other side. Mm-hmm. It can be yeah. as 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 freeing as you desire for it to be. Yeah. Avery-mm.
0: And it mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like as we were talking, I was thinking like there's a complexity to the life and there's through that, that story that we tell ourselves and, and Mm -hmm. the thinking that it's too late for us. It's almost as if all the good in the rational adult brain says, well, it's going to take me, you know, I'm 50 years old. It took me 50 years to get to this point. It's going to take me 50 years to get to that good place when you and I both know, like you were saying earlier, when, the, the good feel, you talked about how, uh you know, what are the stories telling mm-hmm. you and uh, the good feelings starting to come back and that awakening. But then the good was in the you know, like you were saying, the kids are better behaved and they get more clarity. Yeah. That happens really quickly. It, it doesn't does it? in a very quick yeah. way. People are often surprised yeah. by that. Yeah. 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 And so it takes away that mystery of, well, I'm going to do all this really hard work and I'm going to have to talk about all this really hard mm. stuff and, I can't do that because I have my life. But at the same time, you and I both know that, no, actually, it can happen. The clarity and the better relationships and closer connections, it can happen very quickly Mm -hmm. once we start to refocus and reframe where we're we're searching for. Um, And I think that's the big key piece is coming back to the, I need that in my life, refocusing and reframing that we truly do have it. In us it never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. We just need to dust it off a little bit. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's already inside of us. And I think mm-hmm. that is the biggest message that everyone needs to really hear and take and, and really sit with because it's 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 already inside of us. It's not it's not going anywhere. It's now just a matter of taking a different route <laughs> to get mm-hmm. back to what's already here. And it can look very different. And like you said, very quickly it happens very fast, <laughs> mm-hmm. very fast. Yeah,
0: and things start to change yeah. for
1: them. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I just I'm curious about one more question I want to ask you, and then I want to talk to you a little bit about how people can get a hold of you and wow. uh, your ebook, The Freedom Experience. Has there been a pivotal moment in your experience with your clients that you sense a shift in them? And that, that aligns with them coming back and reporting that there was a shift in their experience. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And so I don't know if I've
1: actually told you about the process that I do, but I created a method that I use with my clients Mm -hmm. and it's a very, um, in sync method. And we do the work really in about three months or 12 sessions. And in that space, people tend to find their transformation right after we do the the healing what i call doing the work the healing work that inner child work <laughs> that's okay. when i yeah. notice the biggest shift and they come back the next time and they're like oh my god i have to tell you this and and they talk <laughs> about it as if you know as if they're really shocked that it happened or the other mm-hmm. the other way that they talk about it is that They're just, I'm like, oh, well, check in with me. Tell me how your day was and then, or your week was. And they'll just kind of go into it and it's very nonchalant. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> do you hear what and they're like oh, I didn't even think about it I did I'm like that's a yeah. shift, man and I said the fact that yeah. you even forgot that that was a problem for you is how you know that yeah. the problem's gone away yeah <laughs> and there you have it we worked ourselves out exactly. of a job <laughs> I said okay you know and I sometimes joke I'm like all right our session's over we can go ahead and move on now yeah. because it's, yeah. it's such a powerful experience for and I'm sure you can relate to this being on the opposite end and watching them do their work and knowing that they had all the tools already inside of them to do it mm-hmm. and they just needed mm-hmm. someone to say here is what it looks like and highlight it for them mm-hmm. and it's so yeah. beautiful to see it, it is. and I'm like oh my gosh and so it only it can happen literally Within depending on the person and how often they're working and how committed they want to work, people can make mm-hmm. shifts in a matter of weeks, you know, months, mm-hmm. depending on what that looks like. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can even hear the enthusiasm in your voice. And I can, you know, I'm sitting here and there's just, you know, therapist to therapist is so much work yeah. in that because you talked about how earlier in speaking about themes, how um, sometimes you can see the path before them mm-hmm. and then, you know, to have them come back and you ask about what's been going on and they're like, well, there's this, this and this, and, and there's still, you, you're doing your job in the holding them. Mm. Cause you're bringing them back around and going, wait a second. Yeah. That was a problem. Do you do you remember that was? A- and then they'll say, oftentimes, like like you said, yeah, oh yeah, I did. And it's amazing for us as therapists to get people into a, that space and place yeah. where we're able to bring what they couldn't see before back around into, and there's that clarity, right, back into their mm. present moment. Exactly. And-
1: Exactly. And that's where that's where that love magic begins too. for a lot of people, they can Mm -hmm. start to firm up and say, Oh, I get it. I get it now. (laughs) It's not about finding the the love for myself. It's about embracing the journey and understanding that where I am right now is where I need to be. And it's okay. And all of that stuff that I had to go through was absolutely necessary to get me right mm-hmm. here right now to experience yeah. this moment. Yeah.
0: And that it's not going to be someone else external from me yeah. that's going to bring, we didn't even talk about that, but it's yeah. that's a big piece of it too, right? Where there's these external other people in your life or not, maybe you're going to meet them and you think mm. that you're going to meet them and that's what's going to make that shift or change for you. And so you kind of You know, have that in the back of your mind while you're trudging along in your day, but it really isn't about that, is it? Not, it's not at all. It's and and I I love helping people see that and understand it
1: because it's not about the external. It's not what's happening on the outside. It's all happening on the inside, and a big piece of that awareness when people start to really understand how they can control their own inner world and how it starts Mm -hmm. to reflect back to them in their outer world they're like oh I don't (laughs) have to change that person they just changed because I'm changing exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly
0: yeah and it's far less work and far less exhausting absolutely far more rewarding and that's the magic that you're talking about wasn't
1: that's the magic of it and I love that space and it's yeah. so powerful when other beings can get there because now they're more mm-hmm. likely to say, oh, I remember that I did that way back
0: in therapy once and let me go ahead mm-hmm. and
1: like, keep, do it, keep that up as I move forward. And I love that.
0: Well, and you just hit on something that I very much, especially when I see kids, I see kids as young as five years old. And so mm. I'm very conscious of the fact that sometimes I'm the very first therapist that they'll ever meet yeah. in their lives. And so I take that role very, um, it's very important to me. I take it very seriously. Yeah. And I, you know, I want people that, Hopefully, the experience, if it's just about planting seeds, was enough that in the future, if things are more difficult for them Mm. in a given situation or circumstance, that they can, like you said, they can rely back on their time in therapy and that experience. Absolutely. And, you know, either seek it out again, you know, just as a little refresher or remember, you know, remember what they learned and reframe and bring themselves back on on task. So to speak. Absolutely.
1: Bring themselves back on task and keep doing the healing work. And because a lot mm-hmm. of the work when I work with people, I say, you know, even when we're done, you just got the unfolding, you've got the seeds now, and it's up to you to mm-hmm. keep watering that plant mm-hmm. so that it grows into a tree. And you can, you always have access to come back to me. And it's time mm-hmm. for you to now figure out how to move forward. And when they do, and I check back in with with clients literally after six months of not working together, and they're mm-hmm. telling me all these transformational things that they that that's happened. And I'm like, you did that. <laughs> that was all you. Yeah, powerful yeah. thing because you're keeping up with your own work. Yeah, yeah. it is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, how beautiful. Um, I know. So we're coming to the end of our time together today, and I wanted to know if you could share a little bit about, or for the listeners about, how people could get in touch with you, yeah. and um, you have an ebook book on your I website, do. The Freedom Experience. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yeah, that too. So The Freedom Experience, um, when, I, when
1: I speak to people, I always ask them, you know, how do you want to feel? And I always hear the word happy, but then the next word that comes out of that is I want to feel free. And freedom incorporates um, everything from being able to accept yourself right where you are to learning how to deal with the pain, learning how to deal with hurt, Mm -hmm. learning how to deal with fear, and knowing how to love yourself in that and through that. (laughs) And Mm -hmm, I think that's mm -hmm. where the freedom lives. And this book is really to help people learn how to let go of those fears of judgment, the fear of failure, fear of disappointing others, because those things are hijacking their peace. It's hijacking their Mm -hmm. joy. It's hijacking their happiness. And if you can Mm -hmm. get to the space with having tools (laughs) to learn how to uh, get those, those things back, then you can really find freedom in your everyday experience. So this book is basically Mm -hmm. a step-by-step way to teach you how to turn your triggers into your, your treasures, your gains, your power. And so I, and I do this even with the videos that I have on my, my website, Mm -hmm. but in the book, Mm -hmm. it gives them like a, it's a, it's a journal companion. So as you're going through it, you can, be your own therapist you could be your own coach and walk yourself Mm -hmm. from those triggers and figure out what is it here to teach you and how do you make it your greatest pleasure your greatest victory your greatest treasure (laughs) so yeah the freedom experience is definitely on my website and my website is uh www.theselflovecenter.com and that's Mm -hmm. where people can contact me they can find me there my, my social media accounts are, if you go find me on Facebook, is the Self Love Center, which is quite simple <laughs> and quite easy yeah. to find. And yeah. also on Instagram, and it's under my okay. name at Ebony Lawson. So you okay. have access to all of my videos. I put a video out once a week for people. I, you know, and I do classes for people, free classes that you can join and be a part of once a month. If you're learning, if you want to go deeper, learning to cultivate loving yourself and what that looks like, that's always happening once a month. The next class is happening May 6th. So that's a, yeah. So some people are signing up for that.
0: So if they want to, they can. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you offer services online primarily? All of my services are online.
1: And, Mm -hmm. um, and I travel from a couple, a a couple different states to do um, healing classes. So I do a lot of breath work and um, transformational work for people, because that's another component to how so you can get the mental work, And then how Mm -hmm. do you do the body work? How do you do the physical work? Mm -hmm. So I love being in space with people doing that physically face to face. So yeah, when we do our work together, it's all online
0: okay yeah. that's awesome and um I'm hearing a theme for another podcast episode potentially in the yes, future <laughs> I love it the breath work oh yeah, my goodness yeah, the breath work and the, the body work mm-hmm. um and you may or may not know this but being from Canada we spell center differently ah. so yeah so we spell center c-e-n-t-r-e but your website is theselflovecente yes com. absolutely yeah theselflovecenter.com so i'll just clarify that for our listeners oh
1: thank you for saying that i did not know that's powerful cool
0: yeah yeah there's a couple other words too that are different like the word color huh? it's uh, yeah you guys spell it c o l o r we are c o l o u r That is really cool. I love that. I love it. Same
1: word, different So funny.
0: So, (laughs) so funny. Yeah. Anyways, it's been really, really, really lovely to connect with you on my podcast. And I look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you for having me. You're such a wonderful spirit. Thank you. Thank you. You Take care. Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that information provided in this podcast is not therapy and is not a substitute for receiving help from a licensed or regulated healthcare professional. For more information on this episode and links discussed here today, please see the show notes. Please also visit my website, which includes more resources and social media links, as well as ways of getting in touch with me at julieclarktherapy.com.